الحمد لله وكفى وسلاما على عباده الذين استفى اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولا تقرب الزنا انه كان فاحشا وساء سبيلا سبحان ربك رب العزه اما يصفون وسلاما على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم yesterday we mentioned few of the many 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 teachings in ardeen about how a woman must have haya she must guard her modesty chastity purity more than anything else for it is indeed the most precious thing that she has and all of those things were preventive precautionary safeguarding preserving but today the unfortunate reality is that sometimes by the time this message of haya reaches a woman and by the time she's listened to bayan and love for allah taala love for rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam tazkiya disciplining her nafs making the zikr of allah subhanahu wa taala by the time she hears that and she makes the will wish to change maybe some indiscretion has already taken place maybe some lapse in haya lack in haya compromise of haya or maybe even outright a loss of haya is already taken place so we make dua and we say to you clearly anyone who may be listening anywhere that allah taala's mercy is all encompassing qul ya ibadi alladhina asrafu ala anfusihim la taknatu min rahmatillah allah taala says qul proclaim to them my beloved nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam my message ya ibadi that you are still mine you are my ibad no matter what sins you do allah taala says you remain my ibad la taknatu min rahmatillah Don't ever despair of the mercy of Allah Taala. Don't think because you sinned once you have to sin again. Don't think because you disobeyed Allah you have to disobey again. Don't think that because you left Allah you have to stay away from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. La taqnatu never despair of the mercy of Allah Taala. Then listen, innallaha yaghfirul dhunuba jami'a. Indeed Allah Allah Taala forgives all sins entirely hmm so it means that the door of forgiveness and the door of mercy is there the door of tazkiya the door of toba the door of repenting and then purifying yes this is one of the beautiful reasons this word is called tazkiya because that sin which makes us impure that sin which makes us khabis that sin that soiled us if we make tazkiya then allah taala purifies us again so it's possible to become tayyib and tayyiba again through the process of falling back in love with allah subhanahu wa taala seeking the forgiveness of allah subhanahu wa taala so if any lapse or lack or loss of haya ever took place we must flee to allah taala fa firru ila allah we must turn to allah subhanahu wa taala wa tubu ila allah then inshallah everything can be fine again but the reality also is that when a person makes such an indiscretion then a lot of difficulty comes 
a lot of difficulty comes with this false relation. False relationship means that which Allah Ta'ala does not view to be true. So it doesn't matter that if a person says, no, my intention was true, I always thought he would marry me, I never thought it would turn out like this, I didn't mean it to turn out like this. It doesn't matter. So the first thing is to realize, don't think that no, I was true all along. The second, the moment you did something that was not allowed by Allah Ta'ala, you opened up in a way that was not allowed by Allah Ta'ala, it was false, it was fake, it was a delusion. So the very first thing to make true tawbah is not to, even if indeed you may have been a victim due to some tricks and treachery and false promises of a man, but the truth is you're not entirely a victim. You're a victim of your own nafs. You allowed yourself to buy into those promises, to believe in those promises, and because of a promise of a man, you left your promise to Allah. Because of a mm, enticement from a man, you left your loyalty to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So don't look at the disloyalty of the man to you. Look rather at your disloyalty to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I say this because sometimes some women, they repent for the wrong reason. And the reason they repent is because things didn't turn out. They repent because the man left them, because the man abandoned them. And yes, first we want to scare you that yes, many, many men, most of the time when they engage in false relationship, unlawful relationship, outside nikah, before nikah, other than nikah, yes, ultimately they will leave you and they will abandon you. But this isn't the reason to be sad, although definitely that causes sadness. The reason to be sad is how did I leave and abandon my Allah Ta'ala for the sake of this creature? It's very important you must have the right feeling of guilt and shame. Otherwise, so much so that it must reach the state in your heart that even if it had worked out, even if he had not left me, even if he was still having an affair with me, Ya Rab, I make tawbah, I feel guilty, I realize it was wrong. I realize it was never right. It wasn't right all while it was going fine and became wrong when it turned sour. It was wrong. In fact, then next level, Ya Allah, I realized it was even more wrong. It was even more wrong when everything was working fine. It was even more wrong when he was being kind to me. It was even more wrong when he was telling me all those things. It was even more wrong. How could I leave the sweetness of my beloved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that some creature in creation could call me his sweet beloved? Hmm? So what happens then? So when the woman wants out, the first thing was this. Step one was to have the true... Step one was never to despair of Allah Ta'ala's mercy. Step two was to make true tawbah. True tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Step three, yes, even if Allah Ta'ala accepts that tawbah, yes, Allah Ta'ala sends His mercy, yes, still, many times you will have to go step three, and step three means untying the mess that you're in. Sometimes a mess has been created. And you will have to, that will be part of your tawbah process. That will be part of your tawbah process. That mess of difficulty may be the only way Allah Ta'ala punishes us in this world, rather than punishing the akhirah. So you will need help. You will need guidance. In this case, you should try to go to a pious, muttaqi, taqiyya, naqiyya, female woman. Maybe she is alama. Maybe she is not alama, but she is pious. 
to get advice. You must share and learn and get guided. Because sometimes the third thing is that sometimes when women, they try to get out of the situation, they make a mistake in their exit strategy. And they need someone to guide them, to help them. Sometimes they get scared. Sometimes they can't take the pressure. Sometimes when they realize after making true toba, they realize the enormity of what they did. Sometimes they collapse in a, in a state of depression. So this is the stage in stage three that you need guidance and instruction and encouragement in order to come out of that sin. For example, maybe first thing is that in order to commit that sin, you may have told many lies in order to hide it from your mother, hide it from your father, or al-aman al-hafiz, even worse, to hide it from one's husband. Hmm? So then those lies and excuses and cover up, so one sin led to all these other sins. But always remember, have complete yaqeen in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that if you make true tawbah and you really want out, Allah ta'ala will take you out. But there may be some difficulty in the process coming out, but you must be firm and steadfast. You must be firm and steadfast. Hmm? Why? Because you should think, if this, if I didn't make tawbah, I would have had a greater difficulty. If I hadn't made tawbah, I would have had a greater difficulty. What if when I was in that sinful relationship, Allah Ta'ala brought death upon me at that time? What if my death had visited me in this situation? Then I wouldn't have the opportunity to even say kalima on my last breath. And I would have been raised up from the grave in front of Allah Ta'ala in a state that I was a sinner. That would have been a greater difficulty. So keep in mind that difficulty and realize whatever difficulty you will have when trying to exit is a lesser difficulty. Is a lesser difficulty. Then you should always remember, all, and then you should also, this, all of this is also preventive. That this should also prevent you also. That look, if I begin this relationship, what if death comes to me in that situation? If I begin this relationship, what if the lies and cover-up doesn't work and I get exposed and humiliated in this situation? What if I begin this relationship and I lose my Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this relationship? Once our shaykh, he gave example that if there are 100 candies in front of a person, so there are two jars, each jar has 100 candies. In one jar, all 100 candies are perfectly fine. In the second jar, 99 candies are fine and one candy has poison. Which jar will you pick from? So no one would even want to touch that second jar if it has life-threatening poison. So that's how you have to be with your haya. You have to be there maybe within all the sweet talk of this person. And yes, maybe you were lonely. They were giving you emotional comfort. Maybe you were sad. They did make you happy. Maybe you didn't have money. Maybe they did spend upon you money. But within all those 99 sweet candies, there's this one candy of poison, which you will lose your izza. You will lose your honor, your chastity, your modesty, your purity. Hmm? Maybe in that situation, there are 99 things that are pure. Hmm? 99 things that are pure, that you're listening to something good. Maybe you say you fell in love because of their deen, but there's 1% that's poison. Hmm? 1% that poison that you may have an unlawful feeling. You may cast a single lustful glance. This is why in our deen, there's this concept of wara'i hijab, behind the partition, so that a person can benefit 
from that which is beneficial and protect themselves from that which is harmful. That there's not even 1% chance of even one lustful gaze or glance or even one slightly attracting or attractive gaze or glance. So this is Allah Ta'ala wanted to protect us because Allah Ta'ala loves us. Allah Ta'ala wants that there should be benefit where there's no harm. That benefit is called tayyib, athar, azka, ola, pure. Then if you still, you should get scared that what if on the day of judgment Allah Ta'ala asked me this question that why I did not protect and guard my chastity. Hmm? And you should know that our Mashaikh, they explain it this way, that a woman who protects her honor, defends her haya against an attack, against an attack means a romantic overture from some man, and she defends her haya, she's just like the shaheed who defends his deen against the attack of the enemy. This is how she is, she's like that level. She's defender of her haya. And indeed, the mujahideen offer their lives in shahada to protect the lives of the women folk of the ummah. So that means also to protect the izzah and haya of the women folk of the ummah. And if somebody invites you to sin and gives you opportunity to sin, so it comes in different hadith, in different ways, that if you have the opportunity of sin and you don't take the opportunity, you were given the temptation of sin, you resist that temptation, you were given invitation to sin, you refuse that invitation, that makes a person beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That makes a person beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's not just we, we lose out on that special belovedness to Allah Ta'ala that a person gets when they resist the temptation and refuse the invitation. And you should also think, if you think that no, I'm young and this is just that time and this is boyfriend, later I will get married and get settled. But know that the indiscretions and the inappropriate things that a person does before marriage can catch up with them after marriage. Maybe if you do go this route, Allah Ta'ala will take the barak away from your marriage. He will make you unhappily married. You may end up in divorce. You may end up even in an abusive situation. But that's not legitimating that, that if that husband abuses you, he's 100% wrong. But it might be a punishment due to you abusing the law of Allah subhanahu ta'ala before nikah. So we should have rather the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now look what Allah ta'ala says in Quran. Now sometimes this verse is used for friendship between men. But this verse can perfectly be used and understood in light of unlawful friendship means boyfriend, girlfriend. Unlawful friendship between man and woman. So what will that person say on the Day of Judgment? Yahweh lata. That woe to me, may calamity befall me, what misfortune has overtaken me. Laytani lam attakhid fulan and khalila. That of only ish, only I wish, would it have been that I had not taken, lam attakhid, I had never taken fulan and such and such a person as my khalil. Hmm? I should not have cuddled with them. I should not have snuggled with them. I shouldn't have taken that warmth and affection from them. Oh, I wish I had never, ever, ever done that. لَقَدْ أَذَلَّنِي عَنِ الذِّكْرِ 
Indeed, that person, he, he made me go astray from the dhikr, from the counsel of Allah Ta'ala, from the nasiyah of Allah Ta'ala, from this message of Allah Ta'ala, ba'da idh ja'ani, after Allah Ta'ala had sent, given me tawfiq of iman, Allah Ta'ala had sent, give me the gift of Islam, Allah Ta'ala had sent, He made me a woman from the ummah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and this relationship took me away and astray from all of that. وَكَانَ الشَّيْطَانُ لِلْإِنسَانِ خَذُولًا That it is shaitan, this was all from shaitan. And he is insan for all of humanity. insan for every single member of humanity. He is khadulan, the treacherous betrayer. The ill will deceiver. Hmm? It was all from shaitan. It was all from shaitan. But I want you to understand, again, to protective as preventive, stay away from the tactics, the tactics used by men to lure women. So what if a man, he praises your looks? It is necessary, women must understand. Number one, you should have never given them the opportunity to be aware of that beauty. Hmm? If he stopped once, a Akbar woman, she told me the story in another country, that she was driving, and then a Muslim man, he stopped, pulled her over. But then he rolled down the window, and he made some sound, something very important. So she pulled over thinking that this is my Muslim brother, maybe something's wrong with the car he's seen in the back, something wrong with the wheel. So she pulled over thinking in her sweetness that he is doing, wants to do her well-wishing out of goodwill. He was frantically warning her. Or oh, then he, she stopped, then he stopped, then he, and she says it's daylight, and he comes and he tells me, oh, at the traffic light, at the traffic light, red light, oh, I saw you, and I want you to know you're such a beautiful face. She said, I was stunned. I, I was shocked. I was standing there next because she was much of a good woman. So she said, I was stunned and shocked, and I just froze. I didn't know what to do. And then he kept talking, and kept saying things, and kept saying things, and I couldn't believe it. And I quickly back in my car, and I drove away. Hmm? Allah Akbar Kabira, look, at the lengths that some men will be willing to go, they will be willing to do that. They will make a move towards non-mahram woman. They will try to praise her, entice her, seduce her. Hmm? It is not real praise. They have only one ill wish from you. This is not true praise. Who cares if somebody says like that to you? Hmm? You should be very careful. You should never get flattered by their flattering. You must resist it, even in your heart, even in your heart of hearts. Hmm? You should not like it. You should find it. You should have karahat. You should find it repugnant. You should find it despicable. And if you continue on that, then what will they do? Then if you agree to let them praise you, if you show happiness at being praised, at being flattered, at being flirted, so they will continue, they will continue, then they will tell you the second lie. What is that that I will marry you? Or I will marry you second, third wife? Huh? Allah Akbar. 99.9% of time, this is nothing other than a lie. Hmm? Just he's trying to gain your confidence. Just he's trying to convince you. Hmm? So you can say, fine, marriage first and all this romance second. Hmm? Why romance first and marriage second? 
And la hawla why unlawful relationship first and marriage second? Then you know sometimes it happens to women and they get sad, they don't understand. Why didn't they marry me? They made all these promises to me. I was so sure, I was so convinced. Because they never had the intention. They're not interested in a woman like that. They will think in their own mind that if this woman can have an affair with me, if I marry her, what's to stop her having an affair with someone else? And especially if she's second wife, the one I'm busy with, when I'm spending time or in the same city and I'm spending time with my first wife, what's to stop this woman from having an affair with a man when I know she just had an affair with me? She says, you, you just, <laughs> you destroyed your own reputation. Hmm? But he won't marry you. So the very important woman must realize this, she's lies, trick, she's being framed, she's being set up. And you will gain nothing from your crying afterwards. You will gain nothing from your crying over this afterwards. Allah Ta'ala, Sharia means Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Sharia doesn't mean out of harshness. Sharia means Allah Ta'ala out of His beautiful love wants to protect your honor and chastity. Allah Ta'ala out of His intense and immense love for you is telling you stay behind that screen. Stay behind that niqab. Stay behind that emotional screen. Stay behind that emotional hijab. Don't open up the personal part of your personality, the sweet part of your personality to that person. Allah Ta'ala is saying it because He loves you. Not because Allah wants you to be lonely, or Allah wants you to be sad, or Allah wants you to be deprived of some company or happiness in this world. Hmm? And I would also mention very clearly, even those and those women who wear khimar, hijab and headscarf and do wear clothing, you must also wear it in a loose and a non-eye-catching way. This new style of fashion, Allah may be coming from Dubai or coming from you know hijabi fashion magazines, right? So no, you can't have that type of hijab and that type of tight clothing. This is wrong. And then glitter and crystals and adornments and jewels and bangles. This is also in deen that the women should not stamp their feet because maybe they were wearing anklets, bracelets on their ankles and even that sound should not go to a man. Or it comes in the deed of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that a woman should not wear perfume and walk in the, let's say now we say in modern terms, in the mall or the shop wearing perfume lest she leave a trail of fragrant scent that would attract and entice a man. Now imagine, hmm? if you can't even leave fragrance, hmm? Now what does it mean to all the same stories there? No, I didn't do it with any reason. I wasn't trying to attract anyone towards me. They should be able to control their nose. Huh? No, they can't. They can't control their nose. They can't control their eye. Allah Akbar. Hmm? This is Deen. Deen is telling us this. So then it's important. Yes, when you're in all women gatherings... You can wear as beautiful clothing, as much glitter, crystal, shine, sparkle, jewels, gems. And, and you should, in fact, those of you who have this, and it's, it's natural. Some women are naturally preferring more simple appearance in clothing. Some women have a personal, natural inclination to more, let's say, fancy dress up and fancy appearance. So you should have women's gatherings like that. You should have women's all strict, absolutely strictly, all women's gatherings, conferences, and, and you know, jalsa, and you can get together like that. 
You know, I'll share with you honestly. Right? Although I don't want to get in trouble, but you, when we once taught at a university, so there was this big fitna at that university where they used to have annual farewell night. And this was a fitna. And all the men would, boys would get dressed up in like suit or fancy dress. And the women would get dressed up in fancy dress. And they would basically be trying to make themselves look like wedding, the most beautiful they could. So alhamdulillah, when some women, they made toba. So then my noble wife, she had idea that because this farewell night is coming, and they knew they've made toba, and some of them would say, oh, should we go to farewell night or not? So she would say, no, 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 no. So she made a special night for them, an event that, okay, you all come here, and all women's gathering. And they all met at some place, or someone's house, or something like that. And they had their own, like, fancy dress party. So get it out of your system. Fine. But do it in all women's environment. Have fun, but in all women environment. Enjoy your sense of fashion and jewelry, but in all women environment. And if you do that, then inshallah you won't feel the temptation or urge. Hmm? It will be enough for you to look at your own beauty in the mirror. It will be enough for you that the other friends, women, friends can appreciate one another's taste of fashion and jewelry. Then you will never feel the need then for any man to appreciate that. But when you go out in a general sense, then you should have, this is the real barakah of abaya jilbab. So it was that outward gown, cloak, robe that covers all of your sense of fashion and your sense of jewelry and every other sense. So that should be relatively plain. Now sometimes, you know, if yes, if you live in a place where there are strong Muslim communities and it's easy for you, you should try to wear black, it's better. But those Muslim women who live in non-Muslim countries or European countries where it's, they want to be more low profile, so they should wear somber colors, sober colors, maybe like navy blue or dark brown or dark green or something like that. Still not flashy, still not bright, but it's not black, it's not strictly enforced in Sharia, but the point is to wear something that's low profile, not shiny, not attracting attention. So this was some outward, outward suppression to suppress the outward sense of fashion, dress, beauty, etc. Then there's also an inward suppression. An inward suppression. What does that mean? That you must inwardly suppress any longing in your heart and desire you might feel. And men and women both must be trained in this. And this is one of the great reasons why women must also then enter and take benefit from the path of tazkiyah and tasawwuf. Because it's this process of zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that helps us control our nafs. It's the process of getting more fear of Allah ta'ala in our heart that helps us control the nafs. It's the process of having more love for Allah ta'ala and love for Rasulullah sallallahu which helps us to control that nafs. Then by making more zikr of Allah ta'ala, then you get a certain pleasure and lazat and lutf and enjoyment and delight and happiness in ibadah. Once you get that happiness, then the depression goes away. Once you get that happiness, then you don't feel so tempted to seek happiness in forms of sin. So in this sense, men or women are absolutely equal. Allah Ta'ala has given both a nafs 
And men and women are living equally in societies of fitna. Men and women are equally victim and prey to the marketing, media, fashion, culture, society, technology onslaught. So that means women must equally along with men take deeply the path of zikr and the path of tazkiyah and so that they can purify their heart and discipline their nafs and protect themselves from falling into the sin of lustful desires. It's not possible that the women will have to do it the same way the men do it. They need that same bayan, same zikr, same guidance. Even our mashayikh, Allah Akbar, our mashayikh used to say that they never even want to look at the clothing of women. What does it mean? So if they walk in for bayan and they see that there's a buyer rack or something like that, they would scold the person and say, no, that should have been inside. Even if the shoes, they would say, no, even the women should not have taken off their shoes and the place where the male speaker would come, he shouldn't even cast a gaze at their shoe. Allah Akbar Kabira, this was their taqwa. These were awliyaullah. In awliya illa al-muttaqoon. Look at their wilayat. Hmm? They would say, don't even look at the shoe. The entire physical aspect of her should be completely anonymous. Hmm? And look, Allah Ta'ala is blessing you in this anonymity. Allah Ta'ala is veiling you in His, in His, in His mercy. Hmm? Allahu Akbar Kabira. Why? And Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has mentioned these things in hadith. Women are the arrow of shaitan. Women are the ropes of shaitan. It doesn't mean all of you. It doesn't mean all women. But it means that any aspect of the exposed and revealed beauty of a woman is used by shaitan as an arrow to launch and attack the hearts of believers. Is used by shaitan as a rope to rope in the believers into sin. Hmm? And those... MashaAllah, young men and women who protect themselves from this sin and, and try to control their desires and discipline themselves on the path of zikr and tazkiyah, Allah Ta'ala will accept your du'as. You will become mustajabu dawat. You will raise your hands and make du'a. Allah Ta'ala will grant it. Or may even reach the level. You might be those women that we hear the tales of that are mashaykh, they say in Urdu, Pak Daman Orat, a woman of pure nobility, chastity, that when she raised her hands in dua, Allah Ta'ala would change the geography of the land. Allah Ta'ala would remove the conflicts of the world. Think like this, O woman, that if when you resist the sin, resist the temptation, and you raise your hand in dua, and you make dua, Ya Allah, protect my Muslim sisters, my fellow Muslim women, whose chastity is being attacked at this moment. Maybe the dua of your moment of chastity could have been so beloved to Allah, He could have saved another woman from rape and attack. But you instead of making that dua at that moment, you yourself voluntarily chose the path of indiscretion. Hmm? Can you imagine that Allah Ta'ala looks at everything? Allah Ta'ala is all-seeing, He's all-knowing, Al-Aleem, all-seeing, Al-Basir, all-aware, Al-Khabir. So can you imagine at that very same time when one Muslim woman is committing an indiscretion at the same time another Muslim may be attacked and in danger? How will Allah look at you at that moment? What type of gaze do you think? You should be scared of the gaze of Allah's anger. Do we not recite this all the time in Surah Al-Fatiha? غَيْرِ الْمَغْذُوبِ غَيْرِ الْمَغْذُوبِ 
He said, don't make me غير المغذوب عليهم Don't make me from those people who your anger and wrath is falling. And then we go and do something that invites the wrath and anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So again, some more things about protection is when you join this path of zikr. And today also at the end we're going to mention that the women, like we told the men after Salatul Asr that the, yesterday, that the women should also begin their journey of ilm. You should fill up your free time with the pursuit of ilm and the practice of zikr. And you must save yourself from ghafla. Ghafla leads to sin. Don't read those romantic novels. Don't read novels with any love story in them. Then your heart will start feeling and wanting that love and romance for yourself. Don't read the romantic novels. Don't watch those TV shows, dramas, series, romance, etc. This is why when you save yourself from TV and movies, you're saving your heart. When you save yourself from novels and magazines, you're saving your heart. Don't buy the fashion magazine and then read the interview of that woman where that woman model or actress or celebrity or singer talks about her lifestyle of sin in a way that makes it sound like it's attractive. Don't read those things. Don't expose your heart to those things. Save yourself from the internet. Save yourself from internet forums and chatting. You must save yourself from these things. Save yourself from music where the lyrics, they they glorify romance. They glorify heartache and breakup. You must save yourself from all of these things. And instead you should focus on the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, doing khidmah and be a positive member of society and start to learn ilm and knowledge of your deen. And the parents, the mothers listening also, you should keep close watch and you should make sure your daughters don't fall into such things. You should be very careful. You find your daughter reading a book, find out what book is that? What novel is that? What type of topics are in there? You find your daughter looking at a magazine, what's in that magazine? You give your daughter a laptop, what is she doing on the laptop? Hmm? You should be more watchful, you should be more careful. That home in which there is a TV, that home has become an outpost of shaitan. You know like the armies, they have outposts. TV is the outpost of shaitan. Music, radio, CD player is the outpost of shaitan. Hmm? And Wi-Fi is also the outpost of shaitan. Like we said in an earlier gathering, internet should be wired. And that wired internet, no wireless connection at home. Wired internet. Wired internet. Oh mother, not only would this save your children, this is going to save your husband and you and your marriage. Wired internet. With large plasma screen in the middle room. Hmm? That everybody does whatever they want on internet in front of everyone. Other than that, it will be an outpost of shaitan. Outpost of shaitan. And be watchful of your children. Hmm? How the children are doing sin in the home and the parent is entirely unaware. Allah Akbar Kambira. And like we mentioned earlier as well, that you must let your children, and not just let, you must actively try to find good match and good spouse for your child earlier on. So what if the new house isn't built yet? Then you want to get the children married now. Allah Ta'ala will build that house in time. 
That same Allah Ta'ala who is giving risk to that boy and girl when they were unmarried, that same Allah Ta'ala will give them risk when they're married. Why are you worried about these things? Hmm? Whenever he was a guest in someone's house, and if he found out that there were unmarried daughters in the house, the first thing he would advise them is you must get your daughter married soon. You must get your daughter married soon. Hmm? So don't delay. Don't delay marriages unnecessarily. Hmm? Then that woman who is after marriage, now that Allah Ta'ala has blessed you with husband, blessed you with home, maybe even blessed you with children, you should never, ever, ever, ever gaze at anyone, glance at anyone, be attracted, tempted to anyone. You should be a disgrace and dishonoring the blessings Allah Ta'ala has given you. What if Allah Ta'ala takes those blessings away? Hmm? He must be careful even after marriage, to lower the gaze. And gaze means physical sight, but also lower your ability to be attracted. Lower your ability to be attracted. Curb the ability to be attracted emotionally to any man. So physical attraction and emotional attraction. And never disguise emotional attraction in the name of spiritual attraction. Spiritual attraction has nothing to do with man. Spiritual attraction to taqwa, to deen, to wilaya, to ilm. So no physical attraction, no emotional attraction. Hmm? Our mashayikh used to explain it like this when they would train ulama. We've seen our shaykh train ulama who teach in women's institutions of learning, women darululum. I remember when we were setting up, our shaykh said even more than having a curtain, better he said that you have the male teacher in another room and the women in another room and the male teacher simply has a mic. He should just look at the wall. Allahu Akbar. The many institutions were even run like that. At the most, most, with extreme precaution and extreme warning signs and danger, would they set up a screen, partition, curtain between the male teacher and the women. I remember our Shaykh explained it once this way, that remember that even if the teacher is Hassan Basri and the student in Rabia Basriya, and what are they only doing? Reciting and teaching Qur'an to each other, even then shaitan can put the temptation to commit sin. Allah look at the way Mashaikh explained. Teachers who Hassan Basri Ramallah It's just an example, right? Fictional example. Teacher, if we're, even if the teacher is the rank of Hassan Basri Ramallah even if the woman student is of the rank of Rabi Basriya Rahmatullah and what are they teaching? She is reciting Quran to him, he is reciting Quran to her. Even then, if they sit without the partition, if Shaitan can invite them, entice them to sin. This is how Mashaikh trained us. Allahu Akbar. This is why we need our mashayikh. They train, they do tarbiyah. They do tarbiyah, they tazkiyah. Why? Because la taqrabu. So what does it mean? Don't go near means keep yourself far from the border. Don't stand at the border and look in. That woman is one side of the border. Man is on the other side of the border. No, la taqrabu. Don't go near means stay far. It's our mashayikh who keep us far from sin. Understand this is one of the greatest, 
greatest, greatest bounties, maybe even Allah Alam, the greatest bounty and blessing of the sawwuf and having shaykh, is shaykh keeps you far when shaitan tries to draw you near. Shaykh keeps you far when the nafs tries to bring you near. Shaykh keeps you far when society, culture tries to bring you near. Shaykh keeps you far when peer pressure tries to bring you near. Or shaykh sometimes is the only one left who keeps you far when every single other one tries to bring you near to sin. This sunnah, sunnah like we mentioned in Bihan, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that you're all racing towards the fire of Jahannam. I'm trying to keep you far. Huh? I'm trying to keep you far. Allahu Akbar, may Allah ta'ala bless us with these true muttaqeen, awliya, mashayikh. Wallahi, you will see on the day of judgment, I'm telling you from the depth of my heart, many people will show up on the day of judgment saved from sin only because they had a shaykh who kept them far. No other reason. No other ability they had. And some people will end up on the day of judgment having committed sin or been attracted to sin or tempted to sin because they didn't have shaykh to keep them far. They thought, oh no, let me look at the world, let me look at the context, let me look at the situation. I live in the Western world, I'm European Muslim. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. The people there aren't used to it, it's not in the urf. Hmm? What, 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 what respect we will pay to that urf that taqwa is not in it? Hmm? There's no, that's the ghair mu'tabar, such a thing that is muta'arif in an urf like that. Hmm? We, we, we cast no look at such a urfi am, at prevalent practice. We look at the taqwa, teachings of deen called taqwa. That's our only guiding force. That's the only force we look at. There is no force attached to deen, to society. Force is attached to deen. There's force and power in deen. Then another next aspect to this topic is when a woman is married, when a woman is married, once Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sitting with Sahaba hmm, and he asked Sahaba Ikram that who is the best woman? So different Sahaba, they offered different answers. Different Sahaba Ikram, men Sahaba, they offered different answers. Meanwhile then during this Sayyidina Ali radiallahu had to go home for something. So his beloved wife and beloved daughter of beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam she asked, Oh my husband, you just came from the soba of my beloved father, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What were you guys talking about? So he told that, Oh, Nabi Kareem sallallahu was asking us who is the best woman. To Fatima to Zahra radiyatana, she said, that, Should I tell you who is the best woman? I'll give you answer, you go back and tell. Huh? So he said, Yes, you tell me. So she said, that that woman who does not see any non-mahram man, nor does she give any non-mahram man a chance to see her. This is Fatima Zahra Radiyatullah Anha. Married woman. After marriage she's saying this. A woman who is the best woman. Hmm? So then when Sayyidina Ali went through, he returned and presented this answer to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So upon listening to this, Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, what did he say? That Fatima is a part of me. Hmm? He gave her such high marks on this answer. Hmm? 
That Fatima is part of me. Who is this Fatima? In another hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu describes her, Sayyidatun Nisa'i Ahlul Jannah. The leader, the leader of the women who will be in Jannah. So what did she say? A woman who does not see any non-mahram, nor does she let any non-mahram see her. Hmm? Where is this hadith? Hmm? In the teachings. Hmm? What happened to this hadith in the institutions? Allahu Akbar Kabira. This is deen. This is deen. So don't you want, O woman, that if I give the same answer, this should be your dua. That, ya, oh, ya Allah, if I give the same answer, the way Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that Fatima is minni, that she's part of me, I want Nabi Kareem to say the same thing about me. I also want to be in that genital for those, where the women get to be in genital for those. Who are the women who get to be in genital for those? The ones who Nabi Kareem will sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say about them, minni, they're from me. So what is an answer she can give? What's a life she can live to get this genital for those? She should be like this teaching of her beloved, her beloved greatest model for her, Sayyida Fatima radiallahu anha, that a woman who does not see any mahram, nor lets any mahram see me. Why are you like this? Somebody asks, you tell them. Don't be shy, be bold. See, I'm doing this because I want genital for those. I'm doing it because Sayyidina Fatima told that this is the best woman and Nabi Yaqrizim, he approved her answer, this is the best woman. And he said that the best woman is just part of me. Hmm? Allahu Akbar. You should say it. You should be bold. You should be confident about your teaching. When you, and when you're bold, and mashallah, I'm addressing now those women of you who mashallah do wear niqab, who do talk if ever need be behind screen, you should be bold. You should do dawah to this way of life. You must share with the rest of the women the beauty and purity of this life of niqab and screen. You must spread this teaching. You must share this teaching. You must invite other women to this glorious teaching. Don't just be quiet and, and, and enjoy this protection yourself. You must make dawah to haya. This is the greatest dawah a woman can do for other women is continually invite them to greater and greater and greater haya to bring them into deeper and deeper and deeper haya. Allahu Akbar Kabira. This is beauty. This is real beauty. But it doesn't mean beauty of character. This is real beauty. Beauty of yearning for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is your beauty that I want to be beloved to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I want to be what he called the best woman. Because when he approved, it's like he said that. That the best woman. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa said, the best woman is like that. This is pure. This is pure feeling. So we should be very careful we should be very careful. Guard our beauty. Guard our gaze. Guard our haya. Guard our beauty. Guard our gaze. Guard our haya. Hmm? Allah Akbar. The ones our Hazrat explained in a beautiful way that look how the glance, how the glance can make a person err. He said that if Amma Hawa, Anha, had never seen that forbidden tree, if she hadn't seen it, they would have never had made that mistake. It was seeing it that led to the mistake. If Kabil had never seen Abil's wife, he would have never made the mistake. Oh, if Zuleika had never seen Yusuf salam, she wouldn't have made that mistake. So where did it begin? By the gaze, by the glance, by being aware, by knowing. Hmm? To tend to me say, no, this is trust. 
This was trust in Yusuf is in the home. He was raised as a young man, like adopted son. But still, when she saw him, her ability to see him led to a problem. Isn't that the story of Sir Yusuf a.s.? Hmm? Her ability to see him. And yes, if she had not been able to see him, she would have never fallen into that problem. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So understand then what is true beauty is inner beauty. Beauty is the beauty of your personality. Why don't you work on that? Beauty is the beauty of your heart. Work on that. Beauty is the beauty of your character. Work on that. Your beauty is the beauty of your ilm of deen. Work on that. Your beauty is the beauty of your zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Work on that. And that beauty never fades. No, yes, O woman, every physical beauty fades. Hmm? Every woman will grow old. Wrinkle. That physical outer beauty fades. But that inner beauty, the true inner beauty of taqwa, haya, zikr, ilm, not only does it never fade, but it becomes more beautiful over time. More beautiful over time. This haya that you safeguard will become more beautiful. It will mature, more beautiful, more beautiful, more beautiful. Such that you become so beautiful to Allah Ta'ala, irji'i ila rabbiki radiyatam mardiyya. That Allah will be your greatest lover. Yes, this is the way of a woman. That I want Allah Ta'ala to be my greatest lover. Hmm? And yes, He is the greatest lover. Hmm? He is muhibbi hakiki, mahbubi hakiki. He is the true lover and the true beloved. Hmm? Allahu Akbar Kabira. So we should beware, beware. Our Mashaikh say that lust is that sweetness that destroys the person who tastes it. Lust is that sweetness that destroys the person who tastes it. And one shaykh, one wali, he said that any relationship, any and every relationship that is began on the basis of unlawful lust ultimately will end in heartache and heartbreak. He said will ultimately end in nafra, will ultimately end in being mutanaffir, will ultimately end in becoming repugnant and hating each other. So don't think lust does not equal love. This is what I'm trying to say. Lust does not equal love. In fact, lust can ultimately lead to hate. Love is something else. Love is called nikah. That's a separate talk we gave it to you last year. Nikah litaskunu ilayha. So nikah is about sukoon. Mawadda wa rahma. Latasi places mawadda. That's kind, affection. Rahma, mercy. So love is about mercy, love is about affection, love is about sukoon, love is about tranquility, love is about doing this in the name of Allah, for the sake of Allah, according to the wish of Allah, within the commands of Allah. Hmm? But if a woman doesn't, still doesn't understand, hmm? she dresses up and she shows her beauty to the world, she looks at the beauty of the opposite gender, so what, what, what would happen? Imagine, what if then Allah Ta'ala decides I will no longer look towards this woman with love anymore? I will no longer love this woman who is chosen to love Ghair Mahram. Oh woman, you want, you're enjoying the look of love that Ghair Mahram has given you? Then okay, you will lose my look of love. This will be the price you have to pay. Once Arjee explained it like this, that if you tell somebody that I love you in romantic emotional love or in lustful physical attractive love, you should be scared. What if Allah Ta'ala says, okay, 
if you love him, I don't love you. Allah Ta'ala is ghayra. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I have the most ghayra, the most dignified self-respect from all of people. Wallahu aghyuru minni. Allah Ta'ala is more ghayra than me. Or any man, if you said this, if a man in your life, lawful man, found out that you said to someone else, I love you, he would say to you, okay, if you love him, then I do not love you. So even creation would have ghayra like that. So what about Allah Ta'ala who is your malik, khalik, creator? Hmm? So then if you say that I love you, or I love him, Allah Ta'ala will say, okay, I don't love you. Hmm? And then it can work the other way. If you say, Ya Allah, I love you. Ya Allah, I love you. Allah, say, Allah Ta'ala will say, okay, I will help you not to love him. Yes. Allah Ta'ala, I love you. I will help you not to love him. Allah Ta'ala, I want you. I will help you not to want him. I miss you. I will help you not to miss him. I remember you, I will help you forget him. فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ So many ways this can be explained. Miss me, I will help you not miss him. Remember me, I will help you not remember him. Love me, I will help you not love him. فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ وَشْكُرُوا لِي وَلَا تَكْفُرُونَ Be grateful that you have me as your lover, Allah. Be grateful that you have me as your beloved Allah. Wala takfurun. Don't be denying of this. Don't deny this blessing. Don't be ungrateful of this. So this is the end, towards the end of Ramadan. Little time of Ramadan left. Maybe just few hours left. Maybe one day and few hours left. We must make tawbah of this. We must make tawbah of this. And remember Allah Ta'ala accepts this tawbah. Remember the hadith in Bukhari. Woman who was prostitute. Abani Israel. Allah knows how much, no mention. Allah knows best how much zina that woman did. But she gave water to a thirsty dog. Allah Ta'ala forgave her. To Surely, Ya Rabb, if we are fasting Muminin, we are fasting in Ramadan, we are praying in Ramadan, she quenched the thirst of an animal, we kept thirst for you, we kept thirst for you, yet Abhi Kareem, quench our thirst from your Rahmah, quench our thirst from your Maghfara, quench our thirst, forgive us for our indiscretion, forgive us for our breaches of Haya, make us truly love you and you alone. For the women, they should make this niyat, and they should make this niyat, and those who Allah Ta'ala has blessed, and alhamdulillah, I'm sure, mashallah, very many of you are like that, who Allah Ta'ala has blessed from these things, but help the other women, guide the other women, reach out to the other women, maybe you know women are like that, in family circle, in neighbor circle, in friend circle, maybe you knew women like that, maybe she was your old classmate at school, old classmate at university, you shared these two beyond with her, you shared the teaching of love with her, you give her hope, you guide her, you show her the beauty and love of modesty, you show her the beauty and love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's not enough now for you to save yourself now the women must rise and they must take these teachings of modesty and chastity to the other women in the community you must guide the women we and the men ulama and men students of mashaykh, there's only so much we can do it, you are the women you are the foot soldiers of the ulama you are the foot soldiers of the awliya you must garb yourself in haya and you must spread this haya, teach this haya, share this, share this haya with the women. 
This is our great hope and expectation from you. This is our special dua for you. We make every and any dua for women who has haya. We make any and every dua for women who can spread haya. We make any and every dua for women who shares haya. I tell you personally from the bottom of my heart, any time and every time any woman sends me message or letter that she started niqab, I make more dua for her than I could ever make for anyone else in my life. And I'm mortal person. I'm nakis person. So if I feel like that, then imagine how much Allahu Kareem must feel about her. Hmm? Imagine how much love Allah Ta'ala must have for her. Imagine how much Allah Ta'ala wants to give her. My feeling at that moment is I wish I could give everything in the akhirah to her. I wish I could give everything in deen to her. I wish I could put the wilayat of Shaykh Abdul Qadr Jalani in her. That's how our feeling is when she says I'm doing niqab. Then imagine how Allahu Kareem will feel. Hmm? Allah who is Kareem, who is Rahim, who is Hanan, who is Manan, who is Ghafoor, who is Ghafar. Oh, this is guaranteed. No one, no understanding of Islamic law can negate this fact that Allah Ta'ala will love you immensely. Allah Ta'ala will love you tremendously. Hmm? So understand it and explain it that you want to be the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You want to be the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's it. You want to be the beloved of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in that sense, the best women. Hmm? So you must also, and we now openly, because at last, ladies beyond, so in this day now we will take bear from the women who wish to embark on this path. Women can also be seekers of this path. Allah Ta'ala mentioned in the Quran, وَالذَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَاتِ Dhakirin and Dhakirat. Dhakirin, the men believers who remember Allah Ta'ala abundantly, Kathira. Dhakirat, the women believers who remember Allah abundantly, Kathira. Just like the men need to be trained in the zikr, women need to be trained in the zikr. So we ask the women, you should make that intention today, that you want to join the path of zikr, learn the path of tazkiyah from Mashaikh, and you get an extra thing, Women even get an extra thing. Because you won't get that same interaction in company with the male sheikh. But alhamdulillah you get the women salikat on this path. And more women of stanger. You should value my wife when she comes to you. And you should sit with her. And you should learn from her. And you should speak with her. And you should correspond with her. You should be in contact with her. And you should value the opportunity to learn those classes online. Listen to those dhrus online on Zainab Academy. You should nourish your heart and fill your heart with the ilm of deen and the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you fill your heart and fill your heart and fill your heart with ilm of deen and zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you will be on your way to become zakirat women. And alhamdulillah, then you will see that there are other women seekers on this path, whether from this area, whether from Durban or in the world, and it will give you confidence to join that group of all women seekers and lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will feel happy. You share stories. This is what the women, they, I know, that my wife tells me this they do. They share stories with each other. They encourage each other. They help each other. Even they anonymously help each other. And there's anonymous postings. You need to be part of that movement. That movement of women who are seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Moving in the direction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you practice the same zikr that is instructed to the men. You listen to the same bayan that are given to the men. But your suhbah and your community and your companionship and your company is in this other group of wonderful women who like you are also trying to seek Allah Ta'ala. Search for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It will give you taqwiyat. It will give you strength. It will give you encouragement. It will give you confidence. 
that we make dua that all of the women can begin this path of zikr, whether they're listening in Stanger, listening online, listening remotely, listening later, you can make that niyyah, this intention of bayt, and indeed the bayt of women is mentioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Quran al-Kareem, in Surah Al-Mumtahina, Allah Ta'ala talks to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that these women, Ya Yun Nabi Zajakal Mu'minat, that O oh, beloved Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when the believing women come to you to do what you buy, Yitnaka, to give bear to you. So this bear is mentioned in Quran, bear is mentioned in Sahih Bukhari for men, bear is a sunnah practice. What does it mean? These women they came and they, they were already had iman, and they're women, so it's not bear to jihad, it wasn't bear to hijra. They had iman and they came to give bear. Bear means they wanted to express their desire and wish. They wanted to commit themselves to an intention. What was that? Allah Allah yushrikna billahi shay'a wala yushrikna wala yuznina That they don't want to associate partners with Allah Ta'ala. They don't want to steal. They don't want to do zina. They don't want to commit both. They don't want to commit slander. So they don't want to kill, they bury their female children. So many sins. And then the verse then continues, وَلَا يَأْسِينَكَ فِي maruf. And they don't want to disobey masiyah. They don't want to disobey in any known matter. So they have this intention now that they want to lead a sin-free life. So this is sunnah. The awliyaullah mashayikh, they follow the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What did Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa do when a woman came to him and said, we want to make tawbah, we want to make commitment, we want to stay away from sin in the future. He made them express that by making this commitment to Allah Ta'ala. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يُبَايُونَكَ إِنَّمَا يُبَايُونَ اللَّهِ That he should take this bear, make this expression to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's Sunnah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam instructed by Allah Ta'ala to him mentioned in Qur'an. So then the Mashaykh, they adopted this. They said, okay, women say the same thing, that I want to make tawbah, I want in the future my life to be pleasing to Allah Ta'ala, following the Sunnah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I also want to do tazkiyah, I also want to learn zikr, I also want to be on this path. So then we ex- express it through this bear. So I will recite these kalimat, these sentences. These are sentences of iman because we're falling in love with Allah Ta'ala again, expressing our strongest feeling, which is our iman in Allah Ta'ala again. And the sentences of istighfar, where we seek the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. And you should meet the other women in Stanger who already been students in this path, already given bear, women of Durban who are already given bear, and they will explain to you and guide you that wonderful community of women where you can get more teachings, more guidance, more support. And then you make the daily zikr, you listen to the night majlis that was broadcast, you listen to the recordings of last year's night majlis from Stanger Tikaf, this year's night majlis from Stanger Tikaf, they will explain to you in detail the process of zikr, concept of zikr, method of zikr, that every day you should recite Qur'an al-Kareem, every day you should make istighfar hundred times, astaghfirullah rabbi min kulli dhanbi wa atubu ilay, every day you should recite salawat, durud shrif on Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hundred times Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barak wa sallam, and then you should try in your heart, always to remember Allah, remind your heart about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fill your heart with feelings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never get distracted from Allah subhanahu Never let yourself forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is called buquf qalbi in Arabic. It means to always in your heart remember Allah. And the fifth daily practice is to make muraqabah. 
muraqabah that we've been making after every lady's bayan, and surely you must be aware of it by now, and there are many talks given on this topic already. It means to sit down in your free time and cut yourself off and forget the world and go deep into your spiritual heart, the heart of your ruh, and to turn your heart in the zikr of Allah Ta'ala by simply making this intention silently that my heart is secretly, silently making zikr of Allah Ta'ala's name, that my kalb is calling Allah, Allah, Allah. And then the sixth step, so this is the sixth thing is what's different for women and men, the sixth thing is called Rabita. Rabita, so in the first instance, your Rabita would be with the Shaykh just by listening to Bayan and listening to Majlis. Then your Rabita will be with either my wife or some other senior student, on, female student on this path who will guide you to the beginnings of the teachings, guide you to the different guidances, advise you and help you and work with you to develop your zikr, to develop your tazkiyah, hold your hand and help you to make toba from different sins. And then later on, then a woman corresponds in terms of writing to learn more about zikr, to get more zikr, to get the next step of zikr, the next lesson of zikr. So these are the six practices of the path. We make dua that Allah Ta'ala accept the women for this haya, that Allah Ta'ala accept the women for ilm, may Allah Ta'ala accept the women for zikr, may accept all of the men and women and restore our lost haya to us, preserve any haya we have left in us, bring us back and make us once again from the tayyibin and tayyibat. Wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. So I will recite the sentences of Baya, sentences of Iman, sentences of Tawbah. Repeat after me. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. La ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Amantu billahi. Wa malaikatihi. Wa kutubihi. Wa rusulihi. وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَالْقَدْرِ خَيْرِهِ وَالشَّرِّهِ مِنَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى وَالْبَعْثِ بَعْدَ الْمَوْتِ آمَنْتُ بِاللَّهِ كَمَا هُوَ بِأَسْمَائِهِ وَالصِّفَاتِهِ وَكَبِلْتُ جَمِيعًا Ahkamihi ikrarum billisani wa tasdikum bilqalb. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallahu wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. Astaghfirullaha rabbi. Min kulli dhanbin wa atubu ilay wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ya arhamar rahimin Amin. Alhamdulillah, by saying these words, we've made our tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
And those who are new, you may have began the journey on this path of zikr tazkiyah. May Allah Ta'ala accept it from us on this special month. May Allah Ta'ala accept it us from the special day, the day following the night of the 29th, maybe the day following the night of Lil Tukadr. May He grant us istikama on this path, Himma on perseverance on this path. Before we end with our final du'a for the ladies' program for this year, we make muraqabah. Close your eyes, bow your head, disconnect yourself from everything in the world. Make niyat that, Ya Rab, fill my heart with your love. Fill my heart with your mercy. Fill my heart with longing for you. Fill my heart with love for you. Purify my heart from every unlawful desire. Purify my heart from every unlawful feeling. Save my heart from every unlawful temptation. Rid my heart from every unlawful memory. And I make near that my qalb, my spiritual heart is yearning for you, calling to you, crying for you, that my qalb is silently, plaintively, pleadingly making zikr of your name, that my qalb is calling Allah, Allah, Allah. Wash all the filth away and change my dead heart. Wash all the filth away and change my dead heart. Make me alive again, give me a fresh start. I spent my life running away from you. I've spent my life running away from you And now I have nowhere to turn except you But now I know the path leading me to thee But now I know the path leading me to thee I bow to you, I'm asking you, please help me. I close my eyes and it is you that I see. I close my eyes and it is you that I see. Please fill my heart with your love and mercy. We are forgetful leading lives so busy. We are forgetful leading lives so empty. I may forget you, please don't you forget me. I may forget you, please don't you forget me. I do not know what kind of friend that you are. I do not know what kind of friend that you are. You come so near whenever I run so far. 
You come so near whenever I run so far. Wash all the sins away and change my dead heart. Wash all the sins away and change my dead heart. Make me alive again, give me a fresh start. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Make dua subhanallah Bilala wahaballahumma salli ala sayyiduna Muhammad wa ala ali sayyiduna Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim Rabbana dhalamna anfusana wa illam takfir lana wa talhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin Rabbi gfir warham wa anta khairul rahimin Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, on this 29th fast. Ya Rabbi Kareem, 29 fasts we offered for you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we should have fasted our lifetime from sin for you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, in the barakah of this fast, in the spirit of this fast, help us fast from shahwa, fast from unlawful lust, fast from unlawful desire, fast from unlawful anger. Bring us into haya, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Bring us into haya, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Restore us to haya, return us to haya, ensure us in Haya, drown us in Haya, protect us in Haya. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want Haya to become our personality. We want Haya in our heart, Haya in our gaze, Haya in our mind, Haya in our person, Haya in our life. Ya Rabbi Kareem, help us, Ya Rabbi, guide us, Ya Rabbi, to remove all the memories, remove all the traces, forgive all the sins, forgive all the indiscretions. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have brought, some of us may have committed unspeakable sin, some of us may have done shameless sin. Some of us have done shameful acts. Have mercy on us, Ya Rabb. We make Tawbah from every false love. Ya Allah, grant us every true love. We make Tawbah from every him. Ya Allah, grant us you. We make Tawbah of every her. Ya Allah, grant us you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Fadkuruni Adhkurkum. Ya Allah, we remember you. Let us no longer remember them. We are missing you. Let us no longer miss them. We have ragba and longing and yearning for you. Let us never again have longing and yearning for them. Help us, Ya Rabb. Strengthen us, Ya Rabb. Send your nur on our heart. If you send your nur on our heart, Ya Rabb, that nur can erase any darkness. That nur can remove any sin. Send your nur, Ya Rabb, Bikrim. You are an-nur. You are the being of nur. Your rahmah has nur. Your hidayah has nur. Your maghfirah has nur. Your karam has nur. Your fuzzle has nur. Surround us in that nur, Ya Rabb. Drown us in that nur, Ya Rabb. Take us out from the spiritual darkness of our sins. Take us out from the spiritual oppression of our sins. Ya Allah, we make special dua for all the women who are present, all the women who are listening, whenever or wherever
wherever they may be. Ya Rabbi Kareem, protect them, Ya Rabb. Guide them, Ya Rabb. Make them just like the Sahabiyat. Make them a living model of Sahabiyat. Make them from the Salihat. Make them from the Zakirat. Make them excel in their Haya. Make them exceed in their Taqwa. Ya Rabbi Kareem, let them have the same spirit of deen and the same understanding of deen that Sayyidah Fatima radiallahu anha had. Guide them to be Azka. Guide them to be Athar. Guide them to be Abdul. Guide them to be Asan. Guide them to the most noble, pure, chaste, best way of life. Ya Rabbi Kareem and make them the best women in Akhirah. Grant each and every one of these women Jannatul Firdaus, Ya Rabb. Grant them the Sohbat of Sayyidah Fatima, the Sohbat of Sayyidah Khadija, the Sohbat of Sayyidah Aisha, the Sohbat of Sayyidah Maryam, the Sohbat of Sayyidah Asiya, Radiyallahu Ta'ala Anhunna Ajma'in. Ya Rabbi Kareem, put them on the path of those women and the shade of those women and the example of those women. Give them the likeness of the women. Grant them the resemblance to such women. Grant them hearts like those women. Grant them a life like those women. Grant them feelings and emotions like those women. And Yadav Bikrim, protect us from every fitna, everything out there. Yadav Bikrim, we make Toba, accept Toba from internet on this day, accept Toba from sin on this day, accept Toba from novels on this day, accept Toba from TV movies on this day, accept Toba from music and lyrics on this day, accept Toba from lustful glances on this day, accept Toba from lustful urges on this day, accept Toba from lustful memories on this day. Yadav Bikrim, make us Kanat, make us Kanatin, make us content with Bikrim, with what you have given us, take away the hirs of lust, take away the tama of lust, take away the insatiable greed of lust. Ya Rabbi Kareem, put a sukoon in our heart, a sukoon in our heart. Itminan through zikr. Ya Rabbi Kareem, calm the tempest of desires through the cool wave of your mercy. Calm the fire of desire through the oceans of your mercy. Calm the fires of desire through the oceans of zikr. Ya Rabbi Kareem, those women who are on the path of zikr, path of tazkiyah, who made that niyat on this day, honor their intention, help them on the path, make them from zakirat, make them from salihat. Ya Rabbi Kareem, bless each and every one of them to learn the ilm of deen, ilm of Quran, ilm of hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Guide them to those paths, grant them those paths, open up those paths, paths, grant them success on those paths, grant them falah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant each and every them falah, Ya Rabbi, Ya Rabbi Kareem. And if there is any woman ever listening, anywhere, anytime. Ya Rabb, who she made sin, Ya Rabb, she is turning to you in the depth of her heart, in the secrecy of her heart, making tawbah to you, Ya Rabb. Forgive her, Ya Rabb. We all make dua for maghfirah. Forgive her, Ya Rabb. Remove the stain from her heart. Remove the stain from her life. Polish her heart again. Make her shine again. Polish her heart with the love for you. Polish her heart with love for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Polish her heart with your zikr. Polish her heart with ilm. Protect her from every false person, protect her from every fake promise. Let him be clear and make the offer all of the women of the ummah. Make them pure and chaste. Make them modest and steadfast. Restore the hayat to the ummah. Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Send your mercy, Ya Rabbi. And protect all the Muslimat. Protect all the Mu'minat. Wherever they may be. Protect them when they're homeless. Protect them when they're refugee. Protect them when they're in prison. Ya Rabbi Kareem. Have mercy, Ya Rabbi. Guide this ummah. They're the daughters of your beloved Nabi Kareem. They're the daughters of the Ummahatul Mu'mineen. Send your special rahmah on them, your special protection on them. Be your guardian again. And Ya Rabbi Kareem, raise from the Mu'mineen, those Mujahideen al-Haq, those true Mujahideen who defend the Hayah of the women, who protect the Hayah of the women. Ya Rabbi Kareem, save us from every battle. Grant us every Haq, 
kafir bikrim make hak galib again make battle maghlub ya rab ya is your kudrat your kudrat ya rab your power ya rab ya bikrim use your power ya bikrim protect the mu'minat and muslimat from every fitna from every enemy from every danger from every challenge ya bikrim make us strong again steadfast again give us the strong true courage and bravery and Save us from this false strong desire. Save us from the false heat of unlawful lust and grant us the true heat of bravery. Save us from the false heat of unlawful lust and grant us the true heat of deen. Ya Allah, we make dua for all of these women. Ya Rabbi, they came and listened to Bayan. They listened to Bayan. Ya Rabbi, they had great hope, Ya Rabbi, that by hearing these lectures, they would come closer to you, that you would draw them closer to you. Ya Rabbi, be according to their husn zan, be according to their zan of you. Make us according to the son of us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, let them not be mahroom because of our sins. Let them not be deprived because of our sins. Get them every fuzzle and karam from yourself. Get them every rahman barakah from yourself. Bring them deep into the fold of deen. Deep into the ilm of deen. Deep into the path of zikr. Deep into hayah. And raise from them, Ya Rabbi, those women who do dawah of deen. Raise from them, Ya Rabbi, those women who do khidmah of deen. Raise from them, Ya Rabbi, those women who save the other women. Guide the other women. Spread the teachings of Hayat to other women. Raise from them a community like that, Ya Rabb, and spread their nur in the whole world, Ya Rabb. Spread their fez in the whole world, Ya Rabb. Take himnat of deen from them in the whole world, Ya Rabb. And you'll save us from every laziness, save us from every idleness, save us from every recreation, baking, decoration, fashion, save us from all idle and wasteful pursuits. Let us value our time. Let us make the most of our time. Let us value our time for you. Let us value our time for deen. Let us value our time, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Rabbi, ask that you grant all the du'as that are in their hearts, honor their secret cries, honor their silent pleas, and any women who are in any difficulty, Ya Rabbi, remove their difficulty, Ya Rabbi, grant them ease, Ya Rabbi, and who are in any worry, remove their worry, Ya Rabbi, those who suffer from loneliness, be their companion, Ya Rabbi, those who suffer from sadness, grant them joy and deen, Ya Rabbi, Ya Rabbi, those who are in depression, rescue them with happiness, Ya Rabbi, and those, Ya Rabbi, who are in any unfortunate situation, soften the hearts of the husband, Make the husbands honor them, treat them well, care for them, love them, put love and peace in the hearts again. Yet a bikrim, make the parents soft on the daughters, make the parents loving on the daughters, make the brothers caring of the sisters. Yet a bikrim, we make dua for those sisters who are astray and alone, who might have been divorced and returned home, and no one is honoring them, no one is caring for them, everyone is burdening them. They feel like a leftover in this world. They're treated by the leftover by their family. Yet send your special rahman there heart. Show them, Ya Rab, they're, they're not leftovers for you. Show them, Ya Rab, they're not leftovers of your love. Send your special love on their heart. Your love on the divorcee. Your love on the widow. Your love on the woman who is yet to be married. Ya Rabbi Kareem, send your special rahmah, karam, fazl on them and put the true respect for them in the hearts of the believers. Put true respect for them in the hearts of the families. Put true respect for them in the hearts of the men and women of families. Ya Allah, put peace and happiness in the homes again. Remove all the grudges, resolve all the conflicts, remove all the fights, get us the sukoon of deen, the peace of deen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Rabbana takambal minna inna ka anta samiul alim, watubu alayna inna ka anta tawabur. Ya Rabbi Kareem, those women who are yet to be married, decree from your power, decree from your kudrat, decree for them a pious, lawful, noble man as a spouse, through the most pious and pure of means, to live the most pious and pure of life, 
wives, make it easy for the parents to fulfill this duty. Those who are married, let them be happily married. Those who are married and yet have children, if it is from your wish and will, Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant the blessing of children. It will be most kind and loving of you. And Ya Rabbi, if it is in your hikmah and wisdom and your decree, takdeer, Ya Rabbi Kareem, not to grant children, then grant a blessing other than that, a blessing in place of that, a blessing better than that, and grant them the orphans in Jannah, make them the parents of the orphans of Jannah. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask that those who are married and are parents, let us raise our children well, make our children on deen, make our children from salihin and salihat, forgive us for neglecting them, forgive us for not caring for them, help us to nurture them, help us to guide them, raise our children and all of our progeny and all of our nasab and nasal until yomideen amongst your mu'mineen, amongst your muhibbeen, amongst the zakirin, amongst the salihin. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Rabbi, make dua for the whole ummah and all the duas that Nabi Kareem sallallahu made for this ummah as members of this ummah, Ya Rabbi, include us in those duas, grant us our share of those duas. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Rabbana takambal minna innaka anta samiul alim. وَتُبُوَ لَيْنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَابُ الرَّحِيمُ وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَلَى حَبِيبِهِ سَيْدْنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ بِرَحْمَتِكَ يَا الْحَمَرَّاهِمِينَ